Welcome to Tokyo Fresh. I'm Jordan. I'm here with David. Hi. If you want to get in contact with us, please send us a message at Tokyo Fresh Podcast on Instagram. You can send us an email at tokyofresh at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Tokyo Fresh Pod. And as always, you can contact Jordan. I'm always at Afro in Japan on Instagram. I use Twitter also at Afro in Japan. All right. Enjoy the show. Have fun. Welcome back to the Tokyo Fresh Podcast. My name is David, and I'm here with Jordan. That's me, I'm here. <laughs> How are you doing, Jordan? Pretty good. We're having a pretty chill week this week. Typhoon is coming, which kind of sucks. That's the bad news. But we have some good news. Yes. We got a guest. Excellent. I don't... Well, we didn't say we didn't say who it was last week, but I, you know, I posted it, it was on the Discord, but we have a guest this week. It's a fabulous YouTuber, Chef PK, also known as Anime Binging with Babish. <laughs> have you heard this? <laughs> Yes, 100%. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Dude, thanks for coming on. We're on a strange time difference. Looking up, I I, I forgot how difficult it was to organize like meetings and podcasts and stuff with like people on the other side of the world. It's so difficult, Mm -hmm. honestly. But thanks for making the time to like jump into a call, man, honestly. No, absolutely. I mean, it's only it's only, you know, dinner time here. So it's not too bad. Oh, that's good. At least like when I was trying to like work out what time we were going to talk, I remember like talking to david being like uh david like uh how's 6 a.m <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah right yeah I've, I've when he told me that, that i was like nah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, that's, crazy. that's too early that's too early well, I, I record another podcast in the morning on saturdays uh with someone from california and then someone from florida so it's japan california and florida the three possibly <laughs> largest differences yeah. in time yeah. zones like need someone from the uk and you got the quintuple when i go back to the uk over christmas i'll jump in <laughs> let's do it I'm, I'm down for that that sounds fun oh dude we're down it's gonna be freaking sick but for those who don't oh, yeah. know uh chef ik is a youtuber uh he does mostly things about uh cooking and like, recreating anime dishes online so chef do you want to introduce us a little about yourself tell us sort of uh you know who you are where you're from yeah uh for sure i'm actually in like the pacific northwest so kind of the portland area and grew up southern california boy i still skateboard as often as possible kind of thing um and i grew up mostly wanting to god where do i do i just start like you know i've always loved being in the kitchen right go for it that's the thing and uh for me it came down to when i was deciding on where to go for college Mm. i was like do i want to sit at a desk all day and do like graphic design because i was really into it and i toured this college it was called uh Art Institute, and I think I don't even know if they're still in business. To be honest, uh, toward this college and upstairs, they had a full fledged kitchen. Damn. And I was like, I'm doing that for my life. I literally went there for a graphic design program mm. and went downstairs and signed up for culinary instead because I thought that would be so much fun. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Signed away fifty thousand dollars of my life for culinary <laughs> school because welcome to college, right? Like straight up. Uh, yeah. and, and I was like, yeah, 50 grand culinary school. This Jesus. can't be a scam. It was, it was an amazing experience. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. $50,000 $50, to be like, put the sharp end on the stuff you want. Oh to cut, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I will say though, because uh, people ask me, I actually have a video up on the channel about culinary school. Mm. And while I think, I know I'm going to be on so many tangents, like the tangent podcast, right? Uh, while I think culinary school is very valuable and there are things you can't learn outside of it. There are also like you you have to consider the price, right? Mm-hmm. For fifty grand, what else could you do with with that money? 
And like when I finished culinary school, guys, I literally started at $11 an hour, right? Like I'm not, I wasn't like a sous chef or anything. I went and I worked the pantry at a really nice restaurant. Mm. And I only got the job because I had friends who were working there. So like that was my first, first restaurant experience was after graduating college. I'd never worked in restaurants before that. And uh, yeah, it's it's weird, right? Usually most people have like some cooking experience Mm -hmm. and then they go into culinary school to like sharpen their skills no pun intended. And then they kind of like grow from there. For me, I was actually, I was actually, uh, in an Autodesk. Uh, how do, how do I explain this? I basically did electrical layouts for, an, uh, for a company that did construction. Jeez. So like I was in AutoCAD all the time, mm. like doing electrical layouts uh, for houses and it was figuring out how to put right? like the wires go through this wall and then need to come yeah, around. This you know, showing yeah. where plugs go and blah, blah, blah. And I went from that to full on kitchen work. And it Damn. was it was wild, right? But I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, worked if my first kitchen job for like a year and a half, mm. and it was fantastic. It was at a, a sushi bar called Cafe Japango in San Diego. Come on, right? Like, well, because you you know, so it, we'll we'll talk about the anime side of like all of my life decisions. Eventually, yeah, right? we'll get there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we'll get there. Um, but like, I've always loved Japanese food. I actually fell in love with it more, I would say, or actually fell in love with it during culinary school. So I, I'm very thankful that culinary school provided that um it was during one quarter where we just dove into asian cuisine and seeing japanese food seeing the things you could make that were super fresh it just really was appealing to me but i'd been watching anime my whole life so i was like oh this is it right uh we're (laughs) We're here boys we've made it (laughs) yeah we did it we did it right this is it we don't have to do anything else um yeah after after that job i was like you know what I'm doing. I saved up some money. I was actually working two jobs for a year and a half, like doing Autodesk work in the morning mm. and then culinary, culinary, whatever at night. Uh, saved up a bunch of money and I went to Japan for a month. And I was like, "Peace out. I'm gonna go. Tra- I'm 22. I'm gonna go travel Japan for a month." And I hit up three three major cities: Tokyo, Osaka, and Kyoto. Did all of that. Toured around. Ate as much food as possible. Oh, you have to. Uh, oh yeah. God. Like I made it a mission because. Right. It's like, so this is 2008, hmm. right? Right now we got, we got our Google next to us. I can ask it things. Oh yeah. yeah, right? yeah. Easy, easy guys. <laughs> like back then, no joke. My only form of communication with my parents was my PlayStation portable. That could maybe get Wi-Fi. <laughs> so <laughs> I still have it. I still have it on my, de- like, it's still up there. Right. Cause it's such a big like memory for me. I'm like, I'm like in a capsule hotel trying to figure out Wi-Fi on a PlayStation portable to like communicate, you know, hey mom and dad yeah i'm still alive it's fine right those are like the three lines of text yeah. you can do what with like four buttons that's so um, funny like you 50 yeah you know it like on the the playstation right keyboard. right how long it takes yeah you're like tick, 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 right the whole thing uh it, it was a blast but uh, oh, i even man. bought a longboard out there and skated around i got oh, yelled nice. at a lot so i i, I apologize to uh, anyone i offended with my skateboarding out in the streets of japan i i do that um, now I, I have a longboard at home and i always skate um, oh yeah i used to live in kanagawa so I used to yeah. skate, and there's a, there's a massive road, huge, long, long road. And it goes from the station all the way to my house. If you walk this road, a straight line, it's like like a 10-minute walk, right, David? It's like About, 10 minutes of yeah. walking, straight line, completely smooth road. So obviously, oh I, my God. I have to longboard on this. And the amount of times I was stopped by the police, because they're like, hey, bro, you can't just be drunk longboarding. And I'm like, but it's sick. And they're like, oh, fair <laughs> enough, I, I got it. Yeah, you're right. It's pretty fucking sick, mate. I got here. Like... Yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm sorry, but I get it. Like, it's so much fun. 
even even like as a as a means of travel. So mm. you guys live out there, you know how it is. Like as a means of travel, when it, when I was just visiting, I found that being on a skateboard or maybe some kind of like wheeled device of some you can just get a bike, yeah, right? Yeah, easy. So much more effective than any kind like public transit was an auxiliary to the skateboard, right? So like <laughs> I would cruise down somewhere, cruise because then you see everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to the next town. I'm gonna hop on the train with my board. Yep. Start skating around there. Yep. 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 It made the experience completely different than just maybe taking Ubers or Lyfts or whatever other transport, or just even walking. Because uh, the first night in Tokyo, or the first day in Tokyo, I walked 18 hours. Jesus. And I'm like, I'm I can't do this for 28 days or 27 yeah. days or whatever that yeah, I'm you here. Will die. You literally yeah, that's die. when. That's insane. Yeah, that's when I was like in my uh, in my hotel on my PlayStation Portable, looking up Skate Shop Tokyo, and that's when I just like the next Man, day I went and bought one. Back right? then, and two thousand eight, like yeah, even now I don't think skating is super popular. I mean, it's become more popular since Japan decided that they were gonna just smoke everyone in the Olympics. But um, yeah, back then I don't because I came when did I first come? I came in like two thousand six. And I don't ever remember seeing anyone skateboard, like, at all. It is still, even today, a pretty sort of niche culture. And while it is getting more popular, like, it is still very much, like, seen as, like, no, no, we have designated areas for that, like, type thing. So, like, you mm-hmm. coming in 2008 and skating around Japan is so fucking sick. It's so cool. It was, uh, bro, it was it was an experience. I have a picture of myself. Uh, my, my afro was bigger than yours. Mm. And, uh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. boy. And, uh. I'm like cruising down the streets and like my very San Diego board shorts and like a white t-shirt, yes. you know, on a long board, just, yes. cr- just chilling. And it was the best travel experience I've ever had mm-hmm. because it's, it, the weather was nice. It was October. It was gorgeous. Uh, now time. I'm thinking about, right. And this is, God, we, we tangent to, this is going to happen a lot. That's uh, fine. Now so I'm thinking when I, when I come visit in March, I'm going to try to bring or purchase or rent a one wheel while I'm out there for travel. Those, but those are a little yeah, crazy. Yeah, those might be a little here. sketch. Yeah. There's, dude, I love mine. I love mine. <laughs> if I could travel with it, I would. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so graduated school, um, traveled for a month, and I decided I wanted to dive into Japanese food more mm. after I came back. And that's when I worked again, two jobs just because I did the grind and worked at a sushi bar at night. It was a smaller one this time. Um, and then I ended up also working for an Irish pub because I was like, okay, I want to start learning all of these different things at the Irish pub, literally like filleting thousands of pounds of cod yep. every single day. Like yep. that's what you did, mm-hmm. right? That's all you're doing. Cutting cod, cutting cod mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, ended up working at those spots for a bit. Uh, I was the tempura guy basically at the sushi spot. So, you know, cause they don't let you touch anything. You're like, yeah. ah, we don't care. You know, you're 23, you get to fry fish. That's it. That's it. Um, you know, worked at those spots for a bit. And then, uh, the cafe Japango that I was my first job was actually part of a Hyatt. So it was a big, uh, hotel chain, right? Mm, 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 mm. So the Hyatt contacted me again in 2010 and asked me to come work for them at their Mission Bay location, oh, no and way. that's where I'd actually, yeah, that's where I'd actually stayed from 2010 to about 2017. So Damn. God, seven years, like right, something like that. Yeah, the timelines are about that. Um, and I was there for a while, and that had a lot to do with I loved the line crew that I had, mm. where I was 20 to 23 years old. I was working with other 22 to 23 year olds and we're just crushing it every yes. night. And it, re- and we're just, and the restaurant I was in was kind of an upscale 
dining. So not fine dining, but still not casual. Mm. I guess it was a new term at the time to get the job. I had to cut my hair from my chef. She's like, you want the job? You got to cut your hair. You got to shave your face. Yeah. It was a hotel policy at the time. And I was like, well, I really want this job. Yeah. 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 So took the job, uh, worked my way from line cook to one of their executive sous chefs over time. And I ended up becoming one of their executive sous chefs for their pool bar, which sounds weird, but it was 500 covers a day. So yeah, 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 yeah. It was no joke. Right. So the pool bar was one of the busiest in San Diego and we were killing it every single day. Um, I cannot explain to you like how good of an experience that was of learning the food costing for a place that's Mm. that busy, um, learning really how to manage a crew, you know, that's a big deal. And, and just all the finances that are involved and everything else. But also that came with a lot of burnout. And, and if you guys have been in food service before, indeed, it's we have. like, yeah, right. So, so, you know, that at a certain point when the, when it no longer becomes about like the art of food and it's more about how much percentage on the dollar can we save, that's when you start yeah. to like fall out of love with a lot of things. I think the, the strangest thing for me is that, so everyone on this podcast has basically worked in a kitchen before. Strange mm-hmm. enough. So I've worked in the kitchen before. Dave's worked in the kitchen before. Yeah. I think you've worked in the kitchen before as well. And like the craziest thing about it is that I think all our experiences are completely different. So if like listen, yeah. listeners at home are like, oh, I really want to work in like a in like a kitchen somewhere. Like, am I going to have the same experience as Chef PK? Maybe. Like, well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But you might have the because Dave, you worked in a sushi place as well, right? Yeah, I, wor- I worked in a sushi place. So like my job was uh, every morning I come in at five a.m. and I would make all their like pre-packaged like bento things like they because mm-hmm. they had like a outside they had like a uh, freezer or whatever so i'd make all those in the morning put them in the cooler and then they would just sell them out of there like the entire day up until 12 so like i was there at five done at 12 but like for me that was probably one of the worst jobs i ever had because it, it was just you, you got in there at five and you worked straight till 12 like you didn't have a break because you didn't have enough time because Japanese food has this weird way of like, there's not a lot of each thing, but you have to prepare like if you're making like, you know, I'm making like 50, 60 bentos a day. You have to prepare so many different things, mm-hmm. even though like mm-hmm. each part is like, OK, you got like three, you know, daikon pickles in this one. Right. One edamame. Like 50 times, you're having to make yeah. like a huge vat of them. That man, that place was the worst. That was where I had my first fucking mental breakdown. <laughs> yep. Yeah. This, uh, I, I kind of feel that a lot, especially with the last statement you had. Like, working for the Hyatt was fantastic experience. I like that was how I traveled to Japan mm-hmm. with like 600 bucks worth of hotels rooms for the entire month because I got free rooms, right? Like, yeah. it's there, there are amazing things that come with kitchen work, but working at that pool bar for so many years and I hate to say it with union rules. A lot of the time they can be amazing for people, but also they can hold you back as creative as possible. Right. Like there are actual issues with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that caused me to burn out. And uh, I had to get foot surgery. I had like an issue with my right foot. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take this moment to take some leave because I have it because I I had worked like seven years without ever using any leave right besides like some vacation Mm. you know it is what it is like that's just what you do in the restaurant world unfortunately yeah Um, yeah, I get that got a foot surgery I had to be in a cast for three months basically and while it healed like couldn't work I couldn't literally do anything um 
And then my during that time, my wife got a transfer for her job up here in the Northwest. And she was applying all around the country. And I'm just like, well, I guess this is time I cut ties because I was so burnt out. So left that. I became sounds super weird. I got my personal training certification and became a personal trainer. Good man. Out here. Right. And I was like, okay, let's try to do personal training. Worked for 24 hour fitness for a year as a trainer. And it was the worst experience I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so I was like, I actually hate training people. Uh, I love working out and I love fitness, but yeah. I hate training people in that capacity. Cause it always felt like the snake oil salesman. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like that's why I didn't like it. If I'm like, if I'm going to train someone, I'd rather just help them. You know, I, I'd rather just do it. Yeah. And instead it's like, Oh, make sure you sell these. Make sure I'm like, guys, this we, is not it. We, this is we, not actually helping people. We, we have friend, friend of the podcast, uh, one, one of our good friends called Sean. He's also a personal trainer in Japan. So he's certified mm -hmm. in America. He, he could also train in Japan. And he said very similar things. Like he loves training people like sort of one-on-one that, that just want to train so it's like just do this lift these weights here's a diet plan go for it that's all you need to do yep. and though he's he's yeah. echoed the same points like those are the types of training styles he likes but when you start working with like big conglomerates it's like hey mm -hmm. you got to make sure you're selling these uh cod oil and creatine supplements it's it's what the people want but it's like is it really yep. or is it just like something you're trying to shell off to people you know yeah. And, and there's a common saying with a lot of my friends who are in this industry too. It's that fitness is a, is a billion dollar bullshit industry because <laughs> really it, it's really true, right? Like all the supplements and all this other, you don't need it. Just eat some good food, mm. you know, watch what you eat. If you're into that, like have a good training session. It doesn't matter what it is. Go do yoga, go do parkour, which sure. I used to do a lot of like go skate. It doesn't matter. Right. Just live a good, healthy, balanced life. Same. Um, Right. And instead, like the personal training thing, I was like, no, this is stupid. So left that after a year and I decided to try to expand my culinary knowledge. Mm. So I actually ended up making ice cream for Salt and Straw, which is this massive like ice cream company out in the Northwest where everything is handmade. So that's really cool. And like all the ice cream is hand packed. So I wanted to learn how this process works because I love their ice cream. So worked there for Wait, about it's, a it's called year. Salt, year. And, yeah. salt, salt and Straw. Or salt and straw. So yeah, it, if if I had the chance to bring some to you guys, I would, oh, but I would bro. just make it for you instead. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know the method. I know that I know their power. She's right? got the patents. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. I got problem, it. No problem. The problem here though is always like acquiring the correct ingredients. Mm, because right. like if I want to make something like chili or something, it's like, oh, I need, I want like jalapenos in it. It's like those don't exist here at all, right? So right. it's yeah, it's That's, weird. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you could make a version of salt and straw, oh, right? Where where you're making like, like you, you can use, like obviously you can get amazing milks and dairies and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. it's really, it just came down to the process of making the candies handmade, you know, folding them into the ice cream by hand. There's no machines involved as far as like mixing this. So that was a really cool experience. I ate so much ice cream, Bro, right? Like it was, it was actually ridiculous. <laughs> like uh, but right I burnt out quickly. Yeah, I burnt out quickly from that just for other reasons. Uh, <laughs> coming from where uh, you guys are probably located where you get a lot of sun, whatever, you know, oh, yeah. and where we were going from San Diego, where it's literally 75 and sunny every single day of the year, Beautiful. working, working on the bay, like my, my hotel. I was one block away from the beach. So most of the time I would go to the beach, go for a jog, then come back to the hotel, shower and get ready for my oh, shift. That's so right? good. Like, how do you beat that that life, nah. right? So coming up here to the Northwest in this salt and straw facility, because it had to be a certain environment mm. or whatever, 
there are zero windows in the facility, right? Because it's all sanitary or what for, you know, and plus it provides better insulation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but in the Northwest, like the sun comes in the, in the fall and winter, the sun comes up at eight, right? Just about. And it goes down at four thirty or up. four. That's like yeah, yeah, three no, hours of up. sun. Yeah, you get no sun, right? That's very similar to the UK. So imagine. I I live much more north than that. Like, the sun is gone at, like, 2.30 in the afternoon. Right. So you wake up in the morning. And you you go to work at, like, 6. It's dark. You leave work. It's still dark. And you're like, yep. Oh, it just kills you. Yeah. Yeah, it kills you. Like, no, I would I would literally get up because I also lived further south because this facility was in Portland. And I actually lived probably, like, 20-minute drive, right? So not terrible. Mm -hmm. I would have to wake up early enough to skip traffic. So I'd get up at like six, leave the house by like 6.15, mm. shift starts at seven, but I'm already downtown where it was. It's dark. You go into the facility, zero windows, oh, right? No. You work all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you work all day and then you leave and it's dark. Imagine that for like five months. No, oh, and it's die. Right. And it, it that was like, I can't do this. So... I legitimately didn't know what I was supposed to do with my life at the time because mm. I had hotels who were contacting me. There was a couple of like in the Vancouver, Washington area, which isn't really that far. Like, hey, do you want to come work for the Hilton and do this? I'm like, I can't go back to hotels. I have to figure something else out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. Like yeah. it's that it, the money is really good, mm. but the 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 work life balance is literally non-existent, I, you know, because you sign up a salary and you just I, you I, are, I have heard that it's like you're there all the time all the like time you can't all the time you're just there and there's no like um yep. like zangio that overtime pay it's just you're there no right? it's just salary that's yeah you you insane. make a certain amount and that's it yeah and flipping and it, and it right and it felt like you know there i was kind of stuck so it's like okay where do i want to go next and i decided to kind of keep up that momentum of trying to learn new things okay. so now i know how to make all the stuff you know all this massive production ice cream from scratch i know how to do that i know how to do sushi stuff okay mm. i know how to do good fish and chips from the you know from the irish place back in the day like i know how to manage hotels i'm like okay what is next i've never made bread by hand and so i it's found the best yeah 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 i, I found this one Dude. um artisan baker and they did like German style bread, right? Oh. Just straight up like four ingredient sourdoughs kind of thing. The greatest. Of and I loved that place. Mm-hmm. I still talk to the owners, even though they they sold the restaurant, they kind of moved on as well. Um, loved it. They made some of the best breads, but it was waking up at three in the morning, you know, going to the bakery, getting it ready for seven for people to come through and get that for like fresh loaf. Mm-hmm. It was worth it because you got to see that and like you had a hand in making all of this. Mm. Uh, and eventually like they wanted to expand the restaurant. So I went from like their head baker, which was just a chill job to like now I'm making their menus for breakfast and lunch and we're kind of transitioning and doing the fun thing. I'm like, this is cool. Like you actually like helping a restaurant build itself up. And then 2020 was like, boom damn this is just on 2020 oh no this is yeah so i started at that restaurant in 2019 uh i went my wife and i started my youtube channel in 2019 as well Mm. so i'll kind of touch on that but 2019 you know was at at the bakery fantastic time loved everybody there good people good mom and pop shop Mm. really cool clientele uh 2020 in march my wife and i decided to go to scotland for two weeks and we're like hey let's go on a vacation go eat and drink everything possible right and we go and it's literally march 13th and we're at the airport hotel in glasgow to get ready for our flight the next morning because it was super early and uh at the time it was uh president trump was like 
yo, we're shutting everything down. And we're like, what? I remember this, yeah. This was literally March. <laughs> Holy shit. Weren't like, yeah. So you you were some of the groups of Americans that were basically like stuck abroad. Like, how, where the fuck yeah. do we go from here? Shut oh, man. Up. Oh, it was wild, right? So, it, it, yeah. So it's March 13th, and my wife and I are like, well, we met some really cool Scotsmen, right? <laughs> yeah. We could just, can somebody just send our cats? And we'll chill in Scotland for a year. If We're I good, if I right? just we don't care. If I wear a kilt and I speak in an accent, no one will know. Oh, bro. I, <laughs> I was all about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was all about it. Yes. So we were down. We're like, whatever, man. We'll figure out the cats, get things going. But mm. it's also kind of like, is it going to be Resident Evil kind of thing out here? Uh, you know. Yeah. Get, UK get, is always the first to fall, I'm telling you. <laughs> Absolute trash. Yeah. It's just, I mean, 28 days later, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. But, uh, is that right? why all the evil people in zombie movies are British? Yes, probably. Oh, okay. We're always sense. the first of all. Yeah. We don't have guns, David. We, oh, okay. we can only <laughs> we can only fight zombies close range, David. We're playing the highest stakes game of zombie hunting. You don't play around. It's literally game. extra difficulty. Yeah, you're never gonna win. <laughs> My spawn yeah. point's terrible. It's I mean, like super I mean, super hard mode, right? Yeah, literally. yeah. So, dude, it, it was it was wild, man. And like, we finally get home after our flight delaying in Amsterdam because of winds, and so like our plane to portland took off without us or like that's cool so you know like it's it's a whole thing right yeah either way we end up getting a flight to vancouver canada they get us to portland it was like 22 hours of flying whatever we're home i'm talking to the owners of the restaurant because i was supposed to come back to work we end up going back for like just takeout but it was still weird Mm. and after like a week of trying to do that because their business basically went from 100 to like 20 percent right And so they just started having to let people go. And I was one of them. Oh, no. And I was like, I was like, where do you, what do you do Mm. during a pandemic in the food industry? Mm -hmm. Right. Because essential work was grocery stores, you know, like maybe some mom and pop shops, they could get around it, whatever. But it's like, that's on them. And Mm. so for me, I totally got like, there was no bad blood. I'm like, I get it. This is weird. These are weird times. Mm. Like Mm. we'll part ways and good luck. Um, but I was very thankful that like my YouTube channel at the time had grown to about like 50,000 subs. Oh, good man. Like this was all during, I was doing YouTube and working on the, on, at the restaurant full time. I had no intentions of stopping. Right. That is, that's an insane balance. I'm definitely want to touch on it a bit. Like working full time yeah. in a restaurant while you're also like creating content. That's, mm-hmm. that's hard. That's no like mean feat. My gosh. Like how did you balance it, that? What the heck? It was a very poor balance. I will admit, <laughs> uh, but when I was working at the bakery, it's like wake up at 3.30 or 3 in the morning or whatever, get to the bakery. I'd work till noon. I'd come home, like maybe get some kind of a workout in. That was probably pretty terrible because you have no sleep. Mm-hmm. And then I'd record like two or three videos because I don't know if you know this because I think we spoke maybe a year ago when I DM'd you. I was like, bro, can you help me out with this pizza? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and, that's uh, cool. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, I was actually, my channel was all anime reaction content. So yes, 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 yes. So not a lot of people actually know this who are newer to the channel. The Mm. OGs know it. Um, But the thing is with YouTube is that like, I was, I I don't know if I ever talked about this. I was kind of in a dark place with like my career at the time. Mm. And I'm like, I literally have zero direction. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was one YouTube channel that I watch, um, Roberto Blake. He's a, he's a great guy. And he talked about, if if you want to do something that you love, you have to find out whether that thing you love can make you money. Sure. You know, you enjoy you enjoy doing it mm-hmm. and if other people enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's like mm-hmm. three different things. And I was like, okay, what am what am I good at? Cooking. Nice. Okay, that's fine. Uh what do I enjoy? I love anime. I literally 
watch anime every night, right? Or I play an anime related game, like Let's literally every night. Let's go. I fell asleep go. to Kaguya-sama last night. Right? Oh, good man, good um, anime. Yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> and and I was David's like, what? <laughs> it's so good, right? What's it's, anime? It's so good. Da- David, right. David's a David. David's a, a fan of anime, but he's not. He's not a connoisseur. Like that's uh, the one with oh, the. Oh, bro, we are right? cultured. Get out know? of here. <laughs> the yeah, we are cultured. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I like threw on a chef coat. Mm. I turned on Food Wars and I was like, here's an anime about food. I'm going to be that guy like Gordon Ramsay and start talking trash about this show mm. because I know I know anime. I've been watching anime since I was whatever, six when Pokemon aired kind of right. thing. Yeah. So I know that there's always something to talk about. And I just started going with it. I actually also had this is so random. I've always wanted to do YouTube. Uh, I also had a prop making channel because I'm big into making props for cosplay oh yeah but that wasn't really sustainable Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. like you just can't sustain it so i did the food thing instead and i just posted the video and i was like i don't care there was there was barely a thumbnail it was like one of the the screen caps with like something in the corner right like the most youtube thumbnail on the planet big red arrow uh, mouth open right not even not even (laughs) not even it was me not even looking at the camera i'm like putting my hand in my face you know not even looking just like why big text yeah i won't believe this (laughs) no totally and it it was just like a screen in the like a cap in the corner and it just said why and it's like chef reacts to food wars episode one (laughs) like that's literally it and uh i was just you know genuinely going through it and it was just recorded like in obs Mm. i'm like low energy i'm like yeah i don't think this will actually happen in (laughs) real life like this is see this is what happens when this happens posted it to the internet i was like i don't care i left for a couple of days with my wife we went to a small town outside of portland and i see my phone just start blowing up Mm -hmm. and i'm like what is why is my why am i getting youtube notifications i don't understand i'm like not paying attention to it finally picked up the phone and it shows like somebody had posted that video to reddit ah classic and right and then like it just people started subscribing and liking and then i was like oh my god like this because i kind of understand youtube a little bit ish Mm. from doing previous videos i'm like i need to go home and record the second video immediately there we go Mm -hmm. you gotta write it up right and then put up the next one and the next one and we literally went from not having monetization in april of 2019 is when i first posted that video to being fully monetized by like October and then like nice just rode the wave into December where we hit a huge spike uh and then pandemic season hit Mm -hmm. um and that's just kind of like how I got into YouTube but I I that was kind of a long story of like my origin story plus YouTube that's literally exactly what I wanted to ask like the thing that I found interesting as well is that so when it comes to like that YouTube wave I think a yeah. lot of people do say it comes down to it's like half luck timing and then like is mm-hmm. the content good is it like watchable mm-hmm. and I feel like you hit the trifecta really well and then what happens after that is also really important which is like mm-hmm. um like riding that wave until like sort of it comes to a halt and then sort of evolving your content as you go yeah so like yep. I think you did that really really well we, we've seen in Japan like the Japan YouTube space has lots of YouTubers come and go and we've seen like pretty big people like grow from zero to like 10,000 subscribers and then just die because they don't die they just don't diversify the content or they don't really think like how can I make what I'm making a little bit better so it always like fizzles out really quickly so like how did you go Mm -hmm. from the reaction videos to like okay I'm Mm -hmm. gonna make like food videos I'm gonna start doing these cooking videos instead because like I think I found your channel when it was in the transition period a little Mm -hmm. bit 
so like I don't know how the transition actually began so like how did you actually transfer from like reaction comments to just like I fully fledged would just do cooking videos like right and that's that's a it it honestly came down to like my why right and we talk a lot about this I'm actually in quite a few like YouTube coaching programs and I actually help other people get their channels going kind of thing and like we always talk about our why and I thought with all of this stuff that I have learned over the years with cooking, hopefully making it fun. I've been passed up on hotel promotions because I had too much fun in the kitchen. Like I was literally known as that person. That doesn't make sense. It, it, right. And it's a corporate <laughs> thing. So uh-huh. that's also why I hated that space sometimes where I'm like, we're literally doing food and drink. You need to stop being so serious. <laughs> um, like, serious, like you know, calm the fuck down, bro. Like chill. Like Right. Like, ch- like chill. It's fine. Uh, but the interesting thing was when you look at YouTube in a, in a vacuum, if you only create content that can't be sustainable in the long run, you're going to fail, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So so f- my channel was all based on Food Wars reactions, right? So what am I going to do? Do other anime food reactions? Those, you know, they they get views and they're fun and they're entertaining. But I also try to provide as much knowledge as possible by, you know, giving my own anecdotal experiences. Maybe this dish will work, this dish will work. But it felt like I could do more mm. and I wanted to do more. But also I thought about that why of who do these videos actually serve, right? These are serving people who maybe just want to be entertained and hopefully educated in a certain way, but it wasn't enough for me. I'm like, I want people to feel like they're part of a bigger community, right? I want people to feel like that they can go to a restaurant with someone at a convention and gush about how good the food is, but then also maybe talk about like their favorite anime, right? <laughs> I, I wanted that experience with people because that's how that's how I am. Like we were at an anime expo, had a great time, went out and got dinner with people. And it's like, you can have those experiences where I want to be the person who helps facilitate that for a community. Whereas if you're a reaction creator, there's no real community behind that. Right. Yeah. Like the, the community isn't that deep no. and there's nothing against people who enjoy that content. I still watch that content from time to time, but it, it comes down to like me saying, if I were to decide on a, on a model that gets people excited about anime and food is reactions, the way to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really not. Um, and, and that was a big decision because I deleted 98 videos or whatever it was Damn. from the channel. Like, and, and that was no, like what I told my coach about my YouTube coach about that, he's like, don't, he's like, just leave it, whatever. And I'm like, I, I won't say his name cause I don't want to put him out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody knows who he is if I were to say him, but he was like, you might actually kill your channel. I was like, no, this is a gut feeling. Um, I do not want these on the internet mm. because they also have a lot of copyright issues, right? They, you can just have, you know how it is with Japanese animation studios. Yeah, They're like, oh, we did approve it a year ago no, no, no. but we're going to choose to strike your channel now you've made the so, correct decision honestly it's like recently there's right. been a massive thing with like anyone who makes reaction style comments has been mm-hmm. hit with like tons Hard. of dmc takes down to the yeah. extent where they'll go to sleep with like a million followers wake up the next day mm-hmm. no channel because gone. three separate distributions have just gone just hit them yeah and Horrible. a perfect piece of evidence, I actually, when I deleted them, it was the 90-something videos and 10 million views, and I just like deleted everything off the channel. Damn, boy. And only left the food. Because I'm like, no, if you're going in, you go, go you in. don't half-ass it, mm-hmm. right? You, mm-hmm. you go whole-ass. And I always whole-ass. Right. And, and with this, 
I actually moved because I still have those videos. They're still on a hard drive. Yeah, right? yeah, I never yeah. deleted them. I actually put them on a second channel. And within two months, that channel was completely nuked. Right. So could could you imagine if I there had kept those videos on my main? There we go. That was mm-hmm. literally that's related to my full time income. Mm-hmm. Like without that, I, I I have nothing. Right. So it was Damn. a correct decision financially, but also the why. Like I always come back to that. When I moved all of those off of there, opportunities started to come up that I never would get otherwise. Sure. Sure. Okay. Because imagine now, like we're having this conversation. Would we probably have this conversation if I were a reaction YouTuber? No, 100%. Right? No, no, no. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. No, 100%. Well, no. Well, well, right. And, and again, nothing against that content. Like it, it does well on YouTube. It is. But could you, but could, imagine now, right? Like I find myself, yes, I do a lot of food content, but I find myself almost more of like an anime creator than a food creator yep. in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because of the community that, it, that I decide to keep, right? Where, there's a saying that I have every anime fan probably loves food, but every person that who loves food probably doesn't love anime, right? Like there's a correlation there. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I decided to get rid of all of that because I eventually want to be part of like conventions and show up and feed people. They're not going to invite somebody who does reaction content. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like, I also have that set of skills where like I can do a food pop-up, you know, I know how to do all this stuff. I know how to help you manage your convention if you really want me to, which I've done with conventions at, even at this point. Damn, boy, and yeah. I have to imagine and that though, was a, yeah. Like Sorry, people ahead, who, people who do like reaction content, I have to wonder like if they're afraid going forward, what they're going to do. Right. Because their kind of content relies on someone else producing something for them to react mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. not an intrinsic 100%. like thing where they're making something. It's just like, okay, this mm-hmm. is what came through this week. I'm going to make the funny face and then hopefully it does well. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to wonder what they're going to do if that just dries up. Right. Yeah. In your mm-hmm. case, you you're able to cultivate whatever you need and you know, okay, I'm going to make this video because I know how to do this, this, and this. Whereas they're mm-hmm. completely beholden to someone else to do part of the work for them and then hope that they can turn it around into something profitable. That's so mm-hmm. difficult, honestly. Like, it, it sounds like a very difficult sort of a stream of YouTube videos to create. Like, insane to me. My gosh. It's uh, it, it, it's interesting because when I was doing the Food Wars reactions, like, I was catching up to the new season that was going to drop, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like building all this hype with the community, whatever. I could literally sit down and if I were going to leave for a couple of days, I would record seven videos in one shot. Damn. Right. Because, because wow. they're what, 20, 20 minutes long. Mm. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. 20, 20 times seven, 140 minutes. So like what, a little over two hours of your time. That's crazy. You know, like, right. So consider seven videos for two hours right now, an average video from start to finish, if I include like grocery shopping and everything is about 30 hours oh, right, for a single video. Yep. Right. Yep. So, but the, but the thing is, is I have so much more freedom over that, mm. over what I produce. Um, I'm trying not to become the anime babish, right? Where I just <laughs> recreate like food from the anime because as someone who likes to be creative, mm. I find that to be sometimes boring because I'm just, again, making a recipe. Like David said, you're just reacting to content that gets shoved in your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this case, you're just making food that gets shoved in your face. Yes, you have to find out how to get from A to Z, right? But you're not able to like deviate as much. It's true. Where right. where right now I'm trying to find like more fun ideas. One of my favorite things that I just recently produced, which I still consider more anime content than food, and food as a storytelling device, is where I surprised my friend Abigail with like this one piece menu, whereas a one piece tasting menu. I saw that it was cool. And 
Right. And it's just this fun little way of delivering the food mm. content in a very more like anime focused way. And it's just, I can imagine because the way I see it and this, I, I love my community, like seeing them in person at conventions has really opened up a lot for me, like just in the my philosophy with the channel. I now think that like they would also want to be in that seat. Oh, I agree. You know, they, they want to try that, mm. like have that experience. And now even when I film, I try to make sure like I'm addressing the person at the other side, like they're human, right? Mm -hmm. I've met these people. I've literally met these people. And so it gives you that kind of uh, a connection with them versus, oh, I'm reacting to something. I'm not even paying attention to you. You know, I'm paying attention to what's on screen. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So uh, you, that you, is why the, the channel kind of shifted. That's actually, so you mentioned, um, <laughs> you mentioned being dreaming of Babish and someone in the community, in our community asked, uh, they said, people have compared you to binging with Babish, but anime, mm -hmm. how do you feel about that? Is what someone asked. I, dude, like, I personally, I see it as as a complete compliment, mm -hmm, right? Because mm -hmm. you have to look at somebody like Babish, who is wildly successful. Love him. Right? Yep. Wildly successful. He's absolutely consistent in his content. It's delivered like the, the, the what is it? Like the a series of friends, right? Where you can watch everything yeah it's great you know, and just like you can watch as an episode um and he, like to be compared to someone who is that successful i'm like there's no wrong way of take that you can't take that the wrong way. oh no no no, no. right it, it would be like oh you know you're you're as good as this three-star michelin chef you're just copying him I was like that's awesome that's brilliant like, yeah thanks that's bro. great yeah <laughs> if, so yeah, if someone told you. me like oh you're exactly like gordon ramsay you'd be like Mm, cool maybe that's good like i don't know he's kind <laughs> yeah. of an asshole sometimes but at yeah, least he can yeah. cook i love ramsey that's a compliment that man is fucking I, brilliant i love ramsey i think so, he's fantastic he's uh, so cool. yeah yeah i i like that question because i have seen it mm. and it's weird because i comment on a lot of youtube videos right because I, I, yes. I consume i consume a lot of youtube mm -hmm. i don't think people realize when you're sitting here and you're editing all day you'll just i have videos playing right even if like i have this weird thing where i like so, listen to videos in the background while i'm listening to myself talk on a whatever it's probably a bad way to edit i do that no but i get like, it yeah I, I do the exact right, same and, thing but but the thing is is like i like being part of the other communities i don't want to just live in my own bubble same. that doesn't make any sense you know it's like i like notice me senpai kind of thing right like <laughs> right, that's, yeah. the, right? that's and, and it's just that vibe like you know, you get the little the little comment from Babish every now and then. I'm like, yeah, got him, got, right? Got him. That's I I love it. Yeah, so that's like, that's like a great, of that, great question. Then is is there like another creator you want to collab with or would like to do a video with? Mm. So, I again, like, I'm starting to see myself more as an anime first creator. I love this community. Um, that being said, I would, if I were to say somebody in that space or like the J vlog scene or whatever. I'd love to like make Chris a full anime menu, you know, Chris broad, just, to, just, cool. to, just, to, just for the memes, mm, you know, mm, just for mm. the memes. Cause he doesn't know anything about anime. He doesn't. But know. if I were to say, right. If, if I were to say one creator that I want to work with in a professional capacity because of his creativity, it would probably be Peter McKinnon. Um, and, and I don't know if you guys know him. He's probably not known Peter in the anime space at all, McKinney. but he is probably one of my favorite videographers and storytellers on YouTube. And I met him last year at Vid Summit. He's a fantastic guy and he's very, very tall. He's like six, four or something. I don't know. Um, six, yeah, four? right. But oh my gosh. Yeah. But like, to me, like that's a, a, a selfish thing to say. Like I want to 
create with him because I think we could do the sickest food video. See, this is wild. I, I know him. Up him on on YouTube. Yeah. I've never heard of this man. Five million subs. Like, yeah, that that's, isn't that wild. That's wild. It, that yeah. happens a lot on YouTube where uh-huh. someone someone's like, "Oh, do you know this person?" I'm like, "I have no no idea who the fuck that is." And then they have like yeah. ten million subs. I'm like, "How is that actually possible?" Because I live on the internet. So, yep, it's and, and I think it's interesting because YouTube, we all know like the the great algorithm beast of tiktok mm-hmm. feeds you things you want right right mm-hmm. so but for me my interests are really varied which can be to my detriment sometimes where Same. i get distracted Same. i'm like i watch i watch computer building stuff like with linus tech tips and like gamers nexus but then i watch all the j vlogger guys and i like i like i'll go from i'll go from like june's kitchen and like watching you roast the girls you know, try to cook for themselves mm-hmm. or for that one battle you did to so like watching, <laughs> right. So like them. watching Peter McKinnon stuff, right? Like it, it's when you, when you stay in your bubble, there's a thing that happens on YouTube where you're only served your bubble, right? Yeah. You become bubble boy. But what that all, that also facilitates is you not, not being able to be as creative as possible. It's true. Right. Because you can only see what you're like, you can only create what you kind of know, no. I guess mm. in a way. And, and that's why like, I'll watch Peter's videos and I'm like, oh, that was a cool transition. Maybe we can, you know, do something a little fun with that. You know, maybe we can try something here. You don't get that in other content sometimes. So yeah, I would say it would be Peter McKinnon. Peter, if you're listening to this, uh, uh, maybe I'll see you at VidSummit. We can do something. Definitely. <laughs> I, strangely enough, actually, because I watch a lot of like video editing videos and like photo editing mm-hmm. videos for like work and stuff. I've watched one of his videos. I think it was, he made a few different videos about like how to shoot coffee like coffee transitions mm-hmm. and stuff and sort of the youtube algorithm just fed me one of those like shorts he was made and i watched it and i was like this is really cool and i sort of i remember diving down the hole a little bit but i never i think i never subscribed to his channel i just like got lost in the hole for a little bit but like right so i know exactly what you're saying because my uh youtube algorithm is the same i'll watch like political stuff then i'll watch like some random youtuber then i'll watch like fucking the spiffing brit destroy a game for a while yeah like, yeah exactly let's game it out do yeah. some nonsense then i'm like I think very much a detriment because my my homepage currently is absolute trash. Like uh-huh. it looks horrible. It's the it's it's like a mishmash of like random content. So exactly mm-hmm. like that. In the same vein, it's really hard to find other content. It's like how how do you mm-hmm. find how, how do you leave your bubble? How do you personally find yourself to like leave your bubble and find like other content that you find interesting? Right. Um. I think this is kind of a, a YouTube hack, and I hope that my coach doesn't kill me about this. But oh God. Uh, I actually have multiple YouTube channels for different types of content I enjoy. Oh no way! So yeah. So what I'll do is like when I was really researching anime food, um, I would create a new channel on YouTube. And this is for anybody who's listening out there who wants to potentially create a channel. Right. This is the best piece of advice I could give you mm-hmm. is to find out what's happening on platform. It's true. Um. Create a create a completely fresh account. Whatever it is. I would go through and I say, okay, I love, let's just because I threw them out there earlier. I love Journey Across Japan, right? I like the way Chris Broad edits, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to type in Journey Across Japan or Chris or or Chris Broad, one or the other. I'm going to watch three to four of his videos on this new account and I'm going to watch them all the way through and then I'm going to subscribe to the channel and I'm going to like the videos and then I'm going to close YouTube for a day. Mm. The next time you open up YouTube, your homepage will basically be exclusively Chris Broad content, right? All the way through because he has a big library. Mm. And then you watch another one of his videos. Then during that video, YouTube has that sidebar. That's suggested content that is adjacent to the content you're currently watching. Yeah. And then you watch one of those that you would be interested in. So maybe like one of your guys' videos would pop up because it's Japanese related, right? Or 
maybe Ryan Trahan's video would pop up because it's also like this big journey, right? Mm-hmm. It's this big series. Mm-hmm. Depending on which one of those you pick, YouTube then goes, okay, they're more interested in Japanese related content than they are vloggy style content, right? Mm. That's how I start to find and discover new content. So if I'm looking for anime food, the the pickings are very slim. Indeed. Right? So you're, you're talking about what? Maybe... 12 channels that are actually like sustaining themselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if if that right like david yeah, yeah, if it's like three two, two. <laughs> yeah five yeah. including you <laughs> yeah right and now we kind of have like the anime with alvin stuff and you know oh, with good, babish's yeah. channel so that's it's fun content um but as a creator like you have to look outside of your bubble mm. otherwise you you go into this massive climb and then you drop off the face of the earth because We've you never really evolved, you know, and it kind of comes back to like my channel is slowly evolving into more anime focused stuff, but food will always be involved because it's really important to me. So whether or not it's going to anime expo and trying all the food at anime expo, right? It's still good. both things. It's very, it's become a very difficult thing to blend, but I found it the most fun to try to blend together. So Am I am I a YouTube weirdo? Because the way that I yes. engage with YouTube is I never sign in. I never subscribe <laughs> to anyone. I don't hit that bell. And I literally just go to the homepage and type in like if I like like if I'm like, oh, I want to watch Chef PK today. I will go to YouTube, type in Chef PK, hit enter and then watch whatever video comes up. Right. Like that is how I interact yes. with YouTube. Yes. So <laughs> there's definitely nothing wrong with that. But you have to know what you want. Right. Sometimes like. I saw that uh, no, Trash Taste posted a video today, right? Mm. I, I thought I forgot it was Friday. So it was served to me on my homepage. Otherwise, it'd be like, oh, I haven't watched them in a while. Just because for me, with so much going on, I'm like, oh, cool. Open up YouTube. There's their Friday video. Mm. Pop it on. Go do the dishes. Like, listen to that. And it's like, I probably wouldn't see half of your guys' videos if it weren't for the homepage serving me. It's true, yeah. Because I consume a lot of content. And so I'm not going to remember all the people I watch. Yeah, I get that. I've subscribed to hundreds of channels. I YouTube, but you know, you're not going to be served all of those channels. You'll probably be served stuff that's really relevant to you mm-hmm, at the time. Mm-hmm. And YouTube takes that relevancy in the past like 28 days, right? So if you've only been consuming certain content in 28 days, it's going to serve you that content. It doesn't always care about the past content. It does in some ways, but it's like, hey, you've been watching like, one of my shows that I've been binging a lot of is Best Ever Food Review Show. Oh, that's so and good. I love that's them. Brilliant. Like, oh my gosh. Well done. Right. I, I've probably watched like one, maybe two of their videos per day. Oh, and like, yeah. I look for like their two hour videos. Their two the, hour, the like, big just like go collection for it, ones where it's like two hours of like yes. him in Africa for like three weeks or something. Yeah, that's dude. So I love good. it. Right. Yeah. 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 But like, they have a ton of content. So, so when I log into YouTube, I get served one of their videos. I was like, epic. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> so yes, I think you're an outlier in that one, David, where you're like, I don't use YouTube, right? It's, you it's know? doubly weird here too, because like, I, I didn't realize that YouTube actually did this until I moved here, is that YouTube serves you stuff based off your IP location. So mm-hmm. in Japan, when you go to YouTube, despite it being YouTube.com, you are still, you are served so much Japanese stuff on yeah. the, mm-hmm. on the homepage. So like I'm seeing real weird shit that I would have never, ever seen because I'm not typing in Japanese into the search bar to look for anything. Cause I'm looking yep. for everything in English. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just like, I'm finding like weird shit where it's like, Oh, here's this lady who goes to like cisterns in 
like Japan to go fishing. And I'm like, that's yeah. cool. I guess I'll watch that for like 30 minutes. Like, okay, so here's what you need to do is you need to make a YouTube account and then set the account to US yeah. <laughs> and then you circumvent that problem. Because <laughs> like, you like can fishing. set your region. <laughs> I think I have three accounts. I, I, I've done something very similar to what you've done, Chef, but mine is like, I have my normal account I've had since like, fucking maybe 11 years since, like a, since i was in school then i have my yeah. afro in japan account where i have actual content and then i have one account which is just like japanese content and that's why i just watch like japanese subscribers i like like kimagure cook he's like a big japanese fish cooking youtuber or i watch this guy he's like i love his he's videos. so they're good, good. They're good. chef yeah. you will love it. this guy called kimagure cook i'll send you the, the link later on yeah send me the his link his whole yeah. thing is basically he just cuts and prepares different fish dishes that's all he does i love that it is from, so yeah love from that. like raw from, to finished yeah. product it's so addictive i find myself like it's so bad that if i watch too many of his videos i will find myself eating nothing but fish for like months and i go to like that's fine it's brilliant i do it a lot then i'm like i've not had meat in like three months what is going on and then i'm like oh that's right yeah. this man has ruined my life once I again love, i love the video where he he got like a f like fresh squid oh, but he didn't know what to do with it and then he completely forgot that squids have ink so he like just like slices it open and just oh no just all over his cutting board he's like <laughs> oh god no <laughs> <laughs> i remember that it was like one of the he, he was so in the zone of just like thinking about what to do with a fish he forgot a fundamental he just goes, of, bam, he's just, like yeah he just jabs it with the knife he's like my day is ruined <laughs> my, oh my he has like a, a, a cat as well so I, I love when his cat just gets involved in the videos and just like gets in there ruins the set like fucks things up like it's it's such I a love good it. channel it's all in japanese hey, but it's fantastic know, honestly he has people he love the english subs love the on everything oh true there's any subtitles mm. i forget yeah yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, somebody, I, I would love to see that kind of stuff like youtube is a wild place mm -hmm. youtube is a wild wild place but i love it i wouldn't trade it for anything honestly i do love like diving into like random content so like speaking of like random content i, I love diving into your content i love watching like your random food creations i think one of my favorite things you created because i'm a massive nerd was the um the devil fruits for one piece they look God, that video <laughs> fantastic it, it, but it yeah. looked like a lot of hard work. So like, I wanted yeah. to ask, it might be this one, but I wanted to ask, what was the hardest food creation you've done like on the channel? What was the one that you were like, mm. I'm never doing this again. Fuck this shit. Um, I, I think it probably would be the devil fruit mm -hmm, only because there were a lot of moving parts, like yeah. working with matter hackers to get the 3d mold. Uh, yeah. they had sent me like the vacuum formed mold as well. And then, you know, using that and doing the chocolate for it. Jeez. Uh, anything with the silicone molding was very difficult to execute. Uh, whereas if it's a normal cooking video, I'm literally done in a couple of hours, but those don't get me as excited. Uh, the <laughs> Suddenly when they video... introduce chemistry, it starts to become way more hard. <laughs> right, right, right. You're like, what? like there's now, now you're measuring things in like milligrams and all this stuff and like making it really accurate. Uh, it's either that one or the logistical nightmare of trying to bring Ray Chase, the voice actor of Sukuna, an edible cursed finger to Pax West yes. during a pandemic. <laughs> like, bro. Okay, so <laughs> Okay. So Good. everybody loves Jujutsu Kaisen. If you say you don't, you you're lying. I don't believe you. You're lying. Uh, yeah. That ending is a banger, right? man. It's a banger. Yeah, I run it's to the ending thing. Like, it's so good. It's so good, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I was like, this video was the most boring ass video <laughs> I've ever recorded in my life. Like, okay, just okay. So just imagine, right? You're an anime fan, right? This is yeah. when I really started to think about YouTube. You're an anime fan. You see like 
you know, some dude giving, you know, Sukuna's voice actor, like a real chocolate, like edible cursed finger yeah, and yeah. try to get his reaction. But what if the video opened? It's like, all right, we're going to measure out the silicone now. <laughs> nobody gives a sh- Nobody yeah. cares. Literally no one cares, right? right? <laughs> that video went from like nine hours of, of recorded footage Jesus Christ. to seven and a half minutes of video, right? And that included me trying to get the silicone mold. I had to wait for the finger to arrive, which was like, I only had like two weeks from that point to make the mold and figure it out. Oh, fuck. That sucks. Uh, yeah. The finger arrived. It was pre-ordered. I ordered it from some shady website. I'm glad yeah, we it arrived. Kind of you thing. a finger. I know that they sold them right. for a while here. Yeah, like, yeah. No, for, I, I actually I actually messaged uh, Emily. I was like, hey, if you see this, could you please buy it? I'll send you money for it, whatever. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I found it on some website and it was it arrived. Uh, I had to figure out how to do the mold out of the food grade silicone. Do that. Get the chocolate finger made carve it out fill it with like jam so it looked like bloody on the inside or whatever figure oh, out how to God. paint it with all of the the edible paints and everything and then i packaged it back into the box but here's the kicker uh the the hotel a friend of mine and i were staying at she let me like just sleep in her room because she had she was going to pax too she's like hey i have the room there's bunk beds whatever we'll chill Easy. there was no refrigerator Fuck. in that room Not so good. like oh, they had oh. so they had a communal a communal kitchen i was i was like okay make this work i hope nobody steals this yeah right mm-hmm. like so i like i like wrapped it up and like shoved it in the back of the fridge and i'm like just praying for the best like anxiety's through the roof because mm-hmm. i'm like i'm literally here to do this that or they hope and, you're not a serial killer <laughs> they hope right, the there's, thing, like a, like, there's like a there's finger, a finger in, there. in here right and and so uh so okay so the next day comes this is all um. just to make this video happen right like i get to pax and ray was at this booth for a game he was doing a voice for and I'd contacted them ahead of time and I was like, hey, you know, I'd emailed you. We're good to go, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And she grabs and and I'm at this point, <clears throat> before I'd even seen Ray Chase, <laughs> I'm walking around PAX waiting for his signing time to happen with uh, a chocolate finger inside of a bag of ice. Brilliant. Like, Fantastic. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, I have to keep this cold because mm-hmm. there's, I decided to fill it with jam. Like, yes, it was just solid fuck. chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Right. If it were just solid chocolate, I could have just had it at room temp. It's no big deal. Yeah. But since I decided to have that extra effect, like that video to record was kind of a nightmare, but I loved the way it came out. So I have no regrets with it. And now I just like troll uh, Ray Chase every time I see him. And like, usually we have like a signing booth next to each other, which is very odd. That's good. Like I have a booth next to him or something. And I was like, hey, can I actually get you to eat one of these next time? (laughs) I'm not going to give some random person I've met for the first time, a finger I've been carrying around for four hours in questionable condition. So I ended up eating it. Mm -hmm, Yeah. That was a, yeah, it was either the one piece video or the, or the finger video, which were both very difficult to execute, but in very different ways. But that, that finger video Mm -hmm. must've been like, cause worst case scenario, like you bring the finger, maybe it's been melted. Worst, worst Mm -hmm. case scenario, you bring them this finger and they go, what the fuck is that? Is that a real finger? this is america uh-huh. take him down bring the guns out like yeah, i assume this yeah. is like what america's about like being 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 british like no uh, it, it, yeah it was it was super chill his reaction was really genuine and he's like idea. you can eat that i was like <laughs> yeah got him you yeah. did really good job of um like the the with the food paints like paint the painting of the finger it looked fantastic in the end like honestly yeah. like it was really, Thank really you. Well appreciate done. it like i love making i love doing that stuff that's probably been some of my favorite content to produce it is really fun to watch as well like i was looking at like the dishes that you recreate on on your show like i I love cooking. Davy loves cooking. Well, we're very much like big foodies in the house. And oh, yeah. I think one thing I cooked 
that I got from you was you made a really good, like, a fried rice from Dragon Ball Z. I remember this. And it's a really good little recipe. It was during your 24 hours of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the fried rice looked fucking fantastic. So I was like, I have to give this a go. It looks really straightforward. I'm going to give it a go. Cooked it. It was fantastic. Fantastic fried rice. Really, really good. I love hearing that. So I wonder, like, is there anything you've made, like... for like an anime video and it's been so good and you've gone this is this is now going on the rotation i'm gonna make this a lot it's like this is this is good stuff mm. like so you made yeah, anything it, it, it actually mm. absolutely uh food wars is the first like the first victim in this right <laughs> and i've learned quite a few food wars dishes that i would highly recommend people just have on their rotation and one of them is actually it's called the Nik- nikumi loco moko don right <gasps> so where yeah Loko-Moko yeah Moko's right and it's mm. it, it's super simple because it's you could just have beef patties or have ground beef you know laying mm-hmm. around and make yourself a burger the dressing takes all of like you could you could literally do it in a freaking protein shaker bottle right like it's this yeah. is not difficult uh have some fresh veggies cucumbers tomatoes whatever put over rice a little it's like perfect right perfect afternoon snack or mm. if you want it or lunch or whatever um that one is fantastic there's the uh the transforming rice from food wars is actually really oh, that's good, good yeah. and if you right and and the thing is is i think we see it and it's extravagant looking and everything but i'm like no it's literally just cold chicken stock yeah it's easy on rice yeah. with some scrambled eggs yeah right it's... when you really tell somebody like really that's it like yes that's yeah. literally it it's really you know good. just have a good chicken stock mm. but it's really good um I think one of my favorite ones you'll see coming up next week, I'm actually editing another Dragon Ball video to follow up. Oh. And this is where I eat like Goku for a day, oh, dude, which is stomach. It was miserable. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the recipe is great. Man eats right? a lot. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there's, there's a big theory behind it. And I used all of my personal training knowledge to hopefully make it make sense without turning the internet on fire if with them. Everybody saying, he's a Saiyan. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I understand. He's a Saiyan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there was one that I made and I kind of winged it and it was just, you know, a little bit of like thinly sliced beef. I cooked it with black vinegar, soy sauce, mirin and Xiaojing wine, Ooh. a little bit of peanuts in there with the beef. And I threw in cold soba noodles oh, like at the end and just tossed everything together. And it's like the easiest stuff. And I keep I, I always try to tell people, I'm like, don't be intimidated by food. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Like food should be like your your blank canvas if you're having fun with it it should sustain you you should enjoy eating it you know like hopefully you enjoy eating it if you don't enjoy eating it eat it with somebody else it's going to be a better experience either way right i think like that's that's an interesting thing about food because like i feel people who don't know how to cook often get overwhelmed by the amount of like options you have yeah mm-hmm. where it's like okay if you if you want to make a sauce like you go to like the sauce section at like a grocery store and it's like a kilometer long just like cooler yep. box of sauce and you're like i don't even know where to start right mm-hmm. so i could understand why someone who doesn't know how to cook looks at it and is just like what the fuck do i do mm-hmm but I think that's like what, what Jordan had said is pick a few things you really like mm. making and that are convenient for you and stick with those. And once those become second nature, then maybe make something else. Oh, 100%. It's looking at really difficult recipes to start off is really crazy. Like I love baking bread, like, but I'm, mm-hmm. I used to have really bad insomnia. So like I wouldn't be able to sleep and I'd be like, well, I'm going to make some rye bread because I can't sleep. Yeah. And that was like, you start baking bread at random times. It became like a really fun, I can't sleep hobby. My housemates loved mm-hmm. it. There's always fresh bread in the house, you know, but it became <laughs> something I really enjoyed doing. So when people say to me, like, well, like, bread making is really hard. I'm like, it's only difficult because you've never like done it before. I didn't know how to make bread until I tried to make bread. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the first yep. 
loaf of bread I ever made was was, was trash. It was awful. It was, ter- it, was a, it was fucking shit. It was a terrible loaf of bread. Yeah. I had to I had to toast it, and even then I was like, this is still pretty shit. But you know, yeah, it's a first step to someone. I feel like if you are starting like your cooking adventure, start anywhere. Start with a boiled egg, and then make a poached mm-hmm. egg. You know, start small and go bigger. I think. I think. Like, I and I think that that's accurate for anything, hundred percent, right? Yeah. Not just food. Mm-hmm. Like my my drawings are trash, right? I'm actually Same. trying to learn. Like, <laughs> right, I can't draw to save man. my life. I used to be able to, but I lost it, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm trying to learn some Japanese for when I secretly visit in March. Let's go. Uh, but like, I have to like you have to practice every day. Yes, we it's, know that. It's not just like taking one like lesson and be like well i suck at it I'm like yeah of course you suck, suck at, at it, it. yeah <laughs> just start it <laughs> you're not gonna be like the the amount of what savants in the world are, are literally minuscule yeah you know most people like and, and it kind of goes back to your point of seeing like jay vloggers blow up and and die mm. you know hopefully not like actually die you know what i mean uh, <laughs> where, where, <laughs> right that die. sounded very very yeah blow up and die that sounded very dark uh welcome to the internet you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> now i actually am reminded of of uh who was it bo bo something welcome to the internet ah bo Where, bo burnham bo burnham yeah. yeah bo burnham that's what that reminds me of but welcome like you think about yeah, people who try to be creators it's the same thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you just try one time and the video doesn't make you a millionaire it's like of course not yep you know yep, yep, like yep, yep. I, you know you talk about the whole youtube game it's like youtube is a roller coaster like making food is a roller coaster mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. it's not if you're constantly winning, it actually gets boring. Yeah. You know, for, for me anyways, Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, they don't like challenge and, you know, maybe they're just like, want to see that gradual climb, which is great, but you're always going to have failures. And if you don't just accept them and learn from them, then you're, you're not going to actually succeed later. You're hundred percent right. We, we, we've had people, when you know, people who, for example, like take my channel compared to like two others. I know for me, I started making videos, had no time, which is why I was discussing before, like the work life balance really difficult. Like, Mm-hmm. because the content I want to make takes so much time if I don't have the time I literally can't make it and that's really annoying for me but mm-hmm. you know it's one of the challenges that I have to overcome for my channel and there are other people I've seen that they've grown a channel and then instead of doing what, what chef has done change with the times and evolve their channel they've gone well I want to make whatever I want now and it's not doing popular I give up I why wow, cry mm-hmm. cry cry on Twitter I want to be the best and it's like well that's now the internet works you have to evolve your content with the time and then there are other people who are constantly producing content, but they're producing the exact same thing over and over again and never evolving, mm-hmm. never like really thinking about how to make, how to get their content in front of the eyes it needs to get into and then how to like, what's what, sort of uh, create more high quality content. I feel like these are, everyone's going to have their own challenges when coming onto YouTube or creating something or like even cooking. I think your challenges will always be like personal to you. And it's a case of mm-hmm. working out how to best overcome those challenges. The first episode we made of um of Tokyo Fresh, we called it the underwater episode because <laughs> because it was so bad. It was like Oh, it was the most like jank ass ghetto <laughs> setup. I think we like I had originally bought a like a shotgun mic for a DSLR camera because we were gonna record mm-hmm. outside and do like stuff where we went to like different coups in Tokyo to like see what's there and, you know, do like a little report on it. So I'm like, okay, we don't have a microphone. Ah, I'll just plug in the shotgun mic and we'll record a podcast, right? Oh, it picks no. up audio. Yeah, like, he's got, oh, yeah. God. oh, no. Awful. So that uh, that episode doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, right? that that I, I, you that got rid of. That one is hidden. Yeah. It, that was a challenge. But it's all us. things. It's all things you learn. You know, it's just yeah. it, it, it comes with it. And and I like I love your your take on like you, you have to. 
and I don't want to always just like for this whole podcast, we talk about YouTube, uh, but it's, it's with, with food too, right? Like you gotta, if you have a, a darling menu item to you, but it doesn't sell, mm. obviously take it off the menu, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Or evolve it to where maybe people enjoy it then, it's true. you know, it's, it's the same thing on YouTube, the same thing on social media, it's the same thing with anything really. True. Like you're always going to have your babies, you know, have, you know, one for them, one for you kind of mentality, which is a great thing to have. Yeah. But when you when you align where it's all for them and I also am part of that, I'm part of them, mm. then it's way more effective. Oh, 100%. You know, yeah. that's why I'm like, you, like I, I was just at my local bakery and uh, the baker, Chessa, she's probably like the sweetest person on the planet. I go get a bagel from her at least twice a week and get some coffee and some other treats. Nice. We talk about food. You know, you have that kind of connection. And uh, she and I was about to leave. I like had my coffee, put some cream in it. She's like, oh, Paul. I just made some fresh lemon cake. Do you want to try some of the scraps? And I was like, yes, hell yeah. Like, right. Because like we have that like mutual understanding. She literally takes a fork and just jabs a bunch of cake and hands it to me. I was like, (laughs) this is amazing. Right. Like she understands who her audience is, you know, that kind of like, and even this is a small bakery. So it's, it's figuring out like who you're serving. Are you Mm. serving yourself? Enjoy it. Are Mm. you serving a loved one? Husbando, waifu, like make it for them too. It's, it becomes way better. Osha's gonna be pissed though, man. Osha's gonna be <laughs> so mad, bro. We live in a we live in like a, a small farm town. Basically, the most exciting thing that comes through here is a train. You know, like, <laughs> there's, no, there's no Osha. It's true. That's brilliant. Should I go last last two questions, my man? Like, know that you uh, enjoy your evening. I would say, um, any uh, so, you know what what's uh, what's next for Chef? What's what's next for you, my dude? Like, any you oh planning anything special? Staying for YouTube? You know, bro. what's uh, what's next, my man? Um, I would say the generic thing of like, I'd like to be a ginormous YouTuber, but that's actually not that important to me. Good like man. as long as I can sustain myself, mm. you know, I'm, I'm okay. Um, I actually have this massive project planned Ooh. and I, I can tell you guys a little bit about it, but I'm still getting the logistics started. Okay. So there's no NDAs or anything. I'm literally NDAing myself. So I don't <laughs> hype myself out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm trying to really understand my audience on a on a more I won't say like intimate like OnlyFans level like if you want my feet pics I won't charge you for them because like you're gonna have to clean up the vomit you know for free Uh, right for free bro like you can see the set like the six inch scar on my foot that's that's like content right Uh, I'm I'm trying to like really understand the audience so and and one big thing for me is like I want to feed them Mm. you know I want to be able to do that Uh, hopefully not as often as I think I could. But one big project is being able to do like some pop-ups at different shows and oh, conventions cool. where yeah. maybe we're slinging, we're slinging some anime food, hmm. you know, and, and I, and I want people who don't even care about anime to come and enjoy it. You know, it's just good food Yeah, yeah. Um, to make that, to make that happen. I, I am planning a Japan trip when things kind of open up a little bit more um, to do a 30 day stint in Japan oh, wow. where I vlog essentially everything and turn into Chris Broad, you know, but where I'm like understanding the food and not just consuming chicken on a stick. I nice. love you, Chris. I hope you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> but chicken uh, on a stick. Listen, you know, it's like, chicken. Yeah. That's like yeah, one but, of the three food groups in Japan. It's salt, chicken on it, a it stick, is. and alcohol. It is. Chicken on a stick is an actual food group. 100%. But uh, the stick included. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's going to be a big one for me because it's like going to the Mecca in a way for my channel, mm. right? Even though I've been before, it's going to be a very different experience now. Yeah. Um, because my goal is to involve my community in more of what's happening. Because when you do that, 
you know, you, you have this sense of like, people are there not only for you as a creator, but are there for the other people in the community. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I want to do where I am going to compile a list, or if you guys have one of like some of the best, maybe anime inspired restaurants, cafes, whatever, but also just good food. Cafes. I got you. I have a giant cafe list. It's insane. And I knew you would. That's why I'm bringing it (laughs) up. Right. Like I got you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but what I want to do is like we have our private Discord, um, and it's similar to like a Patreon, so it's kind of gated in a way yeah, to yeah. keep it a, a little more exclusive. And I won't; it's open to everyone, but obviously there's a pay gate there mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. the conversations are a lot more intimate. Where again, there's no feet picks involved, but it basically be like, "Hey guys, I'm going to be in Tokyo, <laughs> and I'm going to this restaurant, this restaurant, this restaurant. You guys get to pick something off the menu, and I'm going to order it. Oh, that's and it's good. going to be in the it's going to be in the video. So mm-hmm. we're like, because how many people? get to go to japan right and, and visit yeah. and, and experience it even as a tourist even if it's for a week like that's going to be a big project for me and being able to share that with a community mm-mm, right mm-mm. maybe then learn as much as i can and bring some of those recipes back and then share it with them in person and be like this is what i made this is what you guys picked like let's actually feed this to you to see how you like it yeah, 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 yeah. doing things like that get me like just super amped up i'm like i want to go do that now <laughs> but i understand that i can't yet yeah um yeah, I, I think as far as the channel goes, like just constantly trying to push the limit of how far I can twist food and anime mm. because it's it's not hard because I get to be more creative, but it's more difficult, if that makes sense. Like the, no, see, no, the no, time no, investment yeah. is, is mm. right. Like creating menu items is not extremely difficult, um, but sometimes twisting the ideas like a freaking bard in EverQuest, like that's... <laughs> That's the hard part, right? You're yeah. like constantly thinking, how does this, how does this feed the audience? Mm. You know, that's that's going to be the big one. But I'm really excited for some of the stuff that I have. So, have you thought about like uh, even even expanding out, like because uh, you just mentioned EverQuest, which just takes me back. But um, have you thought have you thought about like moving outside of anime to like TV games? I know you've done some game stuff because I was going to be like, mm-hmm. oh you know i sh- you should do stuff from this game because it has good food and then i search the channel i'm like i already fucking done it, it. <laughs> yeah yeah uh i i definitely have like i'm actually this is also not under D- nda but i'm working on a full like cyberpunk like cd project red collaboration coming oh, up hell wow, yeah okay. because Dude. yeah because they have uh edge runner coming out right which i Netflix am series. a huge cyberpunk fan i know there's a lot of discourse behind it but like i love yeah. the genre i i love that kind of uh <laughs> that that dystopian vibe to it whatever it is like it's super fun um i'm actually doing that in the next couple of weeks to get ready for edge runner and i i would love to do more gaming content like this is also kind of up in the air we might have like some kind of a food booth at the game awards in december so we'll see if you know we can do stuff like that but like i would love to go do a, a final fantasy 14 pop-up you know that kind of thing like i think that would be sick but Oh my! Do you want to see my antidepressant cat? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, put <laughs> yeah, like, oh, <laughs> right? shirt on right now. Actually. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I, I love, I love gaming. Um, I play games every single day. You know, like it's just I either watch anime for pastime or I play a video game. Um, or I build Gundam or I like make Magic the Gathering you're, decks. Like I'm a, I'm a pretty big nerd. You, you are among friends here behind me. See the stack <laughs> of towels. David has, mm-hmm. David has no, five hundred. Tilt the camera a little bit. And you can see my big stack of Gundams on the floor. David has five. Oh, I love it. Five million Gundams. So this wardrobe behind me. <laughs> so th- there's there's a wardrobe behind me. There are no clothes in there. It's just full of Gundam. His girlfriend. I love it. Pissed. <laughs> 
it's 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 fine. They don't have to know. So like, I'm staring at like <laughs> right. See, but the problem so, is so, I live in a like, 36 square meter room, so uh, they just know. Out of the 36 square meters, 30 of them is all gun. 30, 30 of it's my gun. I don't know if you'll. I don't know if you'll have. Yo! Know, but like this is you know. I made this. Did you make that? Oh, really? Fuck off. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all foam. I use it for a link cosplay for my Whoa. wife. Whoa. You know? Like, bro, like when I say I'm a nerd, bro. you don't understand. I'm staring at magic cards right here. Yeah. They're literally next to That's me. That's us Pokemon cards. I've, I've been seeing you on Twitter talk about like magic every every so often because yeah. yeah. I follow you and it comes up on the thing. I'm like, huh, maybe I should play magic again. You are amongst yeah. friends, my dude. We're all nerds. Right. We and all it, cook. It's, and it's and I love it, right? Yeah. Because, okay, so it goes back to the further point of like, I actually had one of my coaches talk about this to me and he's like, Paul, would you rather hang out with chefs or hang out with anime fans? Oh, anime fans. And at the time, and this was this was like a year and a half ago, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I do love hanging out with with chefs because mm-hmm. you can go to a cool restaurant mm-hmm. and this and that. I'm like, but no, that's stupid. I would do the same thing with anime fans. Yep. Right? Like when you the the like here's how I see it. You know, I know there's the stigma of like, oh, you like the I don't, I don't, I really don't care what you enjoy. But like if you came, if you guys visited the house, I have a sword that I made from League of Legends. Full, it's like a seven-foot sword, right? I have three Gundams up there. There's a Pikachu, like there's a, a scene of Kono. Uh, what is it? Oh my god, Kon. Whatever it is from Naruto. I can't Konoha, right? I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Konoha. Konoha. Right. Like I have a picture of that village. There's like just stuff everywhere. These are from my favorite artist, Ross Draws. Like they're really good. Yeah, if you came right. into like my uh, my background is is uh, Kame House, right? From Dragon Ball. That's like, so good. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like this, this water bottle is like Chun Li, right? Like you know. <laughs> oh wait, it's just he has the cultured Chun Li as well, the thick hip Chun Li. That's good. That's thighs, right? good Chun Li. I mean, that's yeah. that's the only Chun Li. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I and I look at these. I'm like, if one of those fans came in here, they'd be like, "Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, let's go get tacos." Right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like conversation. Whereas if I had like a chef friend come through who's never been involved in the community, be like, what the hell is all of this? Yeah, dude? yeah, right. Yeah. It's it's literally like you're amongst friends and you're amongst your people kind of thing. And that's why like, I feel like my content, my community wants to go that way. Right. Versus just like, Nope, here's how you make the thing from the show. And that's it. It's like, no, no, no. I, I like, yeah, I don't go to conventions without cosplay. I've seen. Yeah. So half the time, half the time people are like chef. I'm like, nah, it's not me. No, no, no. It really is. I'm I'm, I'm an angle today, bro. (laughs) I get it. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I, I love that part of it because i've grown up with anime my entire life like like you guys were probably all around the same age i'm gonna date myself but i'm 35 right so it's like i'm close i'm 32 29 right. baby see there you go baby baby uh but, <laughs> get like, out. yeah right get out i know but, like, feel like we all grew grandpa. up <laughs> yeah we, we all grew up like waking up watching probably pokemon or mm-hmm. coming home saturday and watching morning Dragon bro Ball it's gonna be done mm-hmm. right yeah, you know, you come in home, it's like you finished your homework early because Tom over on Toonami is about to announce the new episode of Dragon Ball Z he so is. you get your VHS ready to record it. Like, And then it's a rerun of Charging Up, Fighting Freeze, and you're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah oh four episodes God. later. Fuck me. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what we live for, you know, and it's super fun, and I I, I love it, and I don't think I would change it for anything. Awesome. Like, that's, 100%. I don't know. It, I could gush about that stuff all day. Oh, 100%. 100%. I, I do love, like, the little communities that are built up around, like, sort of nostalgic things we have from our past but also like those weird like niche nerd things that we sort of cycle around like so for me and david it was like we got really into pokemon cards again at one point i just mm-hmm. like collecting them and then we we're like we have to stop but this is too much and then yeah. but then we still like we'll secretly be buying cards and I'll, I'll come to david's house i'm like is that a new staff co- 
Well, nope, no, they're like, old ones. Nope. I don't no, know what you're talking about. <laughs> are those new sleeves? No, no. What are you talking about? They're, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Get out, get out of here, Jordan. So, so speaking about that, like, uh, I just want to know maybe quickly, like, what what are you into right now? Like, what are yeah. you watching? What are you playing? Mm-hmm. What are you what are you doing? Oh, oh God. Uh, so making another commander deck for Magic the Gathering because I just got my Street Fighter commander cards, Oof. which like I'm making a Blanca deck. Which the card is out in the other okay, room, but like, you have to explain this to me because I've been okay. seeing this recently, okay, on, where it. it's like there's like there's like Baldur's Gate stuff and yeah. like Street Fighter yeah. in Magic, and I'm like, so, when the fuck did this happen? Street right. Fighter so Magic you can imagine, um, you can imagine like the Fortnite collaborations that are happening. Okay, it's yeah. the same thing that's happening in Magic. So like, this is like an actual like official like Chun Li shut the Magic fuck card. Up. That's cool as fuck, right? Huh. Yeah, and and she has multi kicker, which makes sense, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 like it's it's just stuff like that. And I I freaking I geek out about it. Let me, I want to show you the best. Well, one of my favorites is just because of the, of the kickback. Because we all probably grew up in arcades, right? I was an arcade boy. I did, yeah. I played bit. I played Dance Dance Revolution every single time because it was you know my favorite game. I'm a rhythm gamer, as you would. Goddamn. Um, this is like Ryu, right? So mm-hmm. nice. Ryu, one of his abilities. If you're familiar with Magic the Gathering, is you can tap it, and mm-hmm. so the symbol is one way. Yep. But in this, it's the untap symbol because it's the closest they could get to like the Hadouken circle. input. Oh, that's yeah. so good. And I'm like, those it's the little things, you know. And and I love I love this stuff. Like it just makes me geek out. Like I can't help it. Right. That's good. I uh, love this shit. Yeah. So yeah, into into Magic right now. Um, actually selling a lot of my collection to help pay for a potential food truck to bring to shows. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah. So that's you know that's a thing. Uh. I just I just started playing World of Warcraft again with some friends. So did like, David. I, <laughs> yeah. I stopped. I stopped. I played Classic for like a hot fucking month, and I was like, "Yeah, this that's game what we is just joined. not enjoyable for me anymore." <laughs> yeah. I'm not 14 and have reams of yeah. time to run back to my. Dead that was body. a yeah. That was kind of one thing. Is like it's become a glorified chat room for us because oh, yeah. we're all kind yeah. of in different states now. So we literally just like crack a beer, hop on, <laughs> nice. like just talk to each other kind of thing and just kind of chill. Yeah, so I do the, I do the same. I play 14, uh, Final Fantasy 14 with my brother. And we're like, we've been playing yeah. it since 1.0. So Jeez, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I think that's really that play League of Legends more than I probably should, you know, when I have free time. But for the most part, it's just learning more about YouTube and like, also cosplaying trying to do some more cosplay stuff but that it's it sounds so weird because i actually don't i have a lot of hobbies that i enjoy but i don't have a lot of time for them so blocking the time has been difficult right Mm. right and you guys probably feel that a lot like yeah yeah i'm like staring at staring at my stuff i'm like man i should probably like you know just dedicate a day where i have time to do to do nothing yeah you know I feel that. that right like I, I actually i have three gundam that i have to build they're still in boxes right like yep. i have I like probably 50 put those together <laughs> sitting right. there i found ones from like a year maybe two years ago that are still in my closet i've looked at i'm like that would be cool <laughs> one day one there. day one right day. i'm like oh you know what i should start a stream so it forces me to build Gundam. He did exactly that. what <laughs> i did right. and it worked right. just to get you going yeah it's just like you, it's hard to yeah. to to like even we're supposed to go on vacation in a little bit. The flight is eight hours, Jeez, right? Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm going to bring my laptop mm. to edit video mm. on the flight because that's life right now. Yeah, it's true. Right? It's true. Like that's literally life of a creator where you can't. So it's very hard sometimes to, to give yourself permission to enjoy your hobbies. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like that. you have to, you have to enjoy what you create. Otherwise, like it's not worth it. 100%. That's why I'm like, okay, 
you know, so I, I've been I've been enjoying some downtime every now and then with like a game here and there. I buy way too many games on Steam for sale and then never play them. Mm. I'm like, yeah, Final Summer Fantasy Tales VII Syndrome. Remake, that looks dope. I bought that, played it for two hours. I was like, that was a good experience. And there's probably still a whole bunch, of, right? Like two hours, <laughs> 70 hours yeah. left, yeah. That, that's me with right, games. You know? like, I, don't, I don't complete games. Like I played like mm-hmm. maybe... 80 hours of Elder Ring, maybe more, not completed it. I'm just like messing around. Yeah. Monster Hunter, yeah, I played, not completed it. Like yeah. so many games are just not completed because I'm like, I don't have yeah. time to complete this game. I like, think that's, uh, and it comes with being, you know, an adult, unfortunately. Um, but so that's why I lean into a lot of like my main game, I would say, if I put in the hours to it, is probably Beat Saber every oh, week. That's fun. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, because it's, I can throw on the headset, mm. I can get a good workout mm. and have some fun in half an hour. You know, and it's just it's ar- arcadey, so I can stop whenever I want. Exactly. It's not a big deal for me. The only um, the only hobby I can really dive into is like very similar uh, to the, your vein of thinking, like sports hobby. So like kickboxing, bouldering, mm-hmm. like running, all that stuff is right. like I will I can go there and I can quit work early, go to the thing because I'm like this is sports, this is working out, this is essential. So like mm-hmm. I'm in like a great deal of pain today because we went yesterday and my teacher was like, oh, there's only three people in the class. I we're gonna do this for two hours. And we didn't tell anyone. He just we're just like we're just gonna keep going until everyone's done. So two hours later, just I'm dead. Jam it out, bro. I'm just, yeah, I'm dead. no. But I feel like, but you know, you feel good. You feel good. Yeah, you know, you feel great. And I think that's yeah. I've been enjoying kind of like the creating like the Goku diet because I got that's to do fun. different style of workouts and yeah, 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 I did yeah, boxing yeah. VR for like thirty that? minutes with good? a forty pound vest. Jeez. Oh, it killed me. Well, because I worked out three times that day for Goku. That's right. It was stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. You yeah, have to. you know. Yeah, exactly. You have to kill yourself apparently for content. You have to um, for content. <laughs> yeah, beeps. but yeah, I, I I try to try to keep hobbies that also keep me creative, mm. so that way I'm not just like feel like I'm, I guess, just burning out with other stuff. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. not 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 too much right now. I guess I still have a lot, but yeah, I don't know. Fucking fantastic, bro. Honestly, David, any final thoughts, concerns, questions, um, comments? I don't know. Did we, we got through all of our questions? I think we did. We did it fantastically. Honestly, it was very, very, very well done, David. Uh, a little a hearty handshake afterwards. Good, good, good yes. job, my man. Okay. Chef, it was an absolute pleasure. Where can the people find you? What are oh, your man, socials? Just, just, just type in the good old Chef PK, and something will pop up. You heard it here, boy. <laughs> Chef it's, PK. It's literally like yeah, the same across everything. It's very, it is very easy to find you. Like if you literally Google Chef PK, it will be like oh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. There you go, guys. Fucking follow everything. It's yeah, absolute... Six letters because my last name is hard to pronounce, and that's why I went with it. What What is your last name? <laughs> Kariakos. But it's it's really not that hard is to it pronounce. Kyakos? It's just it's, no, it's well because it's technically a Greek last yeah, name. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, so. Uh... It would be it would yeah, it'd be a uh, Kyriakos, right? But like the whole story is it was actually my great great grandfather's first name. Pretty good. And when they emigrated to the States, they're just like, Yeah, that's your last name now. And they're just they just went with it. <laughs> Classic America. Classic Tecto bro, AF, yep, bro. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. That's what's gonna happen when I come to Japan. Bro, Leng. That's it. Yeah. Though cause it's it's last name, first name here. So it'll be like, um, you're Kiriakos now. Kirokosan, Kyokosan, that'll be it. Like it's gonna switch back when you come to Japan. I'm down. As long as you can pronounce it, it's all good. Oh, 100%. Wait, speaking of Japan, before I forget, let me know when you're coming to Japan before you get here. I'll see if I can set something up between, you know, the boys and also like the Tokyo creative people. So that'd be pretty fun as Bro, well. We'd love to have you in a video. I, I would, I'm planning on filming 30 videos oh, when I'm you. there. Okay. Because I already put you into my uh, circle of content creator sacrifices hey. where I'm like, <laughs> I literally have, I literally have a list and like you're on it. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, nope. Jordan's there. Emily's there. Uh, June is there. I I'm like going to DM June. I'll be like, I'm like, June, we're chill. 
but I got to hang out with the cats, you know, so we got to get that involved. I, I, are, you yeah. in, are you in contact with Rachel and Jimmy by any chance? Uh, a little bit here. There's every now and then. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, we follow each other. So if you need me to get Dude, links. You're going to be my go. liaison because hey. we're going to go out and eat and drink so much. Oh, we are. I'm, like, I'm going to drag David. That's not a problem. That, that's easy. Yes. That's all we do. That's what I need. Yeah. It's all for research. Okay. <laughs> Tax write-offs. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> research. <laughs> expand. Just throwing it out there into the, into the internet. It's research purposes only. <laughs> trying to think like where would i take someone who's like a little bit more of a foodie let's make we'll, we'll start thinking make a list okay. chicken shop down the road yeah, make, the one that's oh, all good a, yeah, make a chicken list. shop by my house is fucking amazing. I'll, I'll handle the cafes oh, we'll yeah. also do like some really good places so that way a couple dummies the guys that we know we can go to as well humbay's the fucking slap we gotta go there but we'll, humbay's yeah humbay's good i'm gonna i'm gonna have to walk so much to work it all off bro we'll run we'll, we'll, yeah you walk everywhere Perfect. in this country. Yeah, yeah. We'll go. For, we'll yeah. do, do, oh, do, I miss that. Dude, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, we'll do some runs. I've got a longboard we can play on. I'm trying to get a second one as well. So if I get that, we can like longboard around as well. So we're pretty. Just, I'll just, I'll bring the one I got from Tokyo. Hey, you know? done. We're good. I dude, fucking know. Let's go. That sounds like so much fun, guys. Yeah, I, I love it. And also, thanks for having me. I no, honestly, it. Bro, it was literally amazing conversation. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Guys, yeah. that is the podcast. Follow Chef PK on all platforms. Twitter, hit that bell on Instagram and YouTube and such. Follow his posts on Instagram as well. You know, you can follow it now. You get notifications when people post on Instagram. Oh, really? Is that a new it's thing? It's so weird. It's a thing they've done. I don't know why they've done it, but do it for Chef PK. Go and follow his posts. Like everything. Yeah. Until then, guys, I'll see you next time. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from David. See you. Go ahead, Chef. And goodbye from me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <See> you guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.